Last week I was up at St. Mary's in Bonita Springs to see Ryan Wright, their new priest, instituted as their rector. And then two days later I was in St. Petersburg at the cathedral and I saw our seminarian Amy Fines ordained a transitional deacon that step on her ordination process to become a priest. Both were fresh reminders that God calls people to ministry, to vocations and careers, proclaiming the good news of the gospel and binding up the brokenhearted and so much more. Our first reading pictures a call, a vocation of Jeremiah. He was called to be a prophet, a person sent by God to communicate God's will to the Hebrew people. Jeremiah bore that burden of prophetic office for nearly half a century. A young man, Jeremiah, heard the word of the Lord coming to him. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you and appointed you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah responds with excuses. I'm only a boy. I don't know how to speak. And in that moment of vulnerability, when Jeremiah lacks confidence, strength, God reassures, do not be afraid, for I am with you to deliver you. And God touches Jeremiah's mouth, giving him the words to carry out his call. God gets even more specific. Jeremiah, you are to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. It really is a simple statement, but profound for its gravity. God calls people to ministry. It means that God is at work in this world right now. That God calls people to ministry means that God perceives the needs of his people, our needs and creation, and does something to fulfill those needs. So what's our response? The gospel reading, we see the response of the people who are listening to Jesus, to God's will and ways. And it's a mixed bag, isn't it? In one moment, it all sounds wonderful. All spoke well of Jesus. Isn't this Joseph's son? In the next moment, rage. Because God's ways conflicts with their own. So they drove Jesus out wanting to kill him. Through Jeremiah's prophetic words, God accused his people saying that they had turned their backs on God and turned instead to idols of their own making. God through Jeremiah was calling his people back into relationship and that involved plucking up and pulling down, destroying and overthrowing that work that precedes building and planting. This proclamation reaches into our lives, too. 
In our baptismal covenant, all of us have promised that whenever we fall away from God, we will repent, turn around, and embrace God again. There are aspects in our lives that we need to pluck up and pull down, destroy and overthrow, that renewed life can be planted, that we might be open to God's word and call on our lives. It's our responsibility to examine our lives honestly, to see what these aspects of our lives need to change. Those aspects that need to change, well, they're as varied as our own experiences in life. But a place where I think we all can begin is humility. I'm becoming more and more convinced that one of the paths to greater humility is found in our wonderful reading from Paul that you hear at just about every single wedding. If we shut our eyes to all of our desires for lofty status and dignity above all others, if we shut our eyes to all of our dreams of intellectual omniscience, if we shut our eyes to all of our worries about what other people think of us, if we shut our eyes and simply wonder, how can I rejoice with another person on their own terms? in their own way? How can I give and help people to achieve what they want with patience, truth, bearing burdens, hoping? Those acts put pride in its place and in that moment our heart, mind, and soul, they blossom opening to see ourselves as imperfect men and women who need God's love. And that's when the change comes. That's when we can weed out those attitudes we have toward our neighbor that are filled with anger, envy, and malice. We can pull down those prejudices that we have built up around religion and theology. We can destroy our artificial images of our own capabilities, those modern idols of pleasure, power, and possessions, they can all be overthrown. This is spiritual work, and it takes a whole lot of time. The result of this work, however, the result is a clean heart and a right spirit, the beauty of a newly tilled field the wonder of that freshly poured foundation. And then the building begins. With the seeds planted and that foundation laid, we are ripe for God's call to come with power, changing the directions of our lives and wiping away all of our fears and insecurities. God calls people to ministry. God is at work on you, in you, through Scripture, through the sacraments. And God knows each one of you, knows you intimately. Where might you find pieces or parts in your life that need plucking up or pulling down, habits and opinions that serve 
as a barrier to God's overwhelming love. And as you do that work, through your doubts, your vulnerability, your wanderings, God simply says, be not afraid, for I am with you.